a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Now, the reason why Luther says we daily exercise ourselves with the catechism, we daily read a page of the Bible, of the New Testament, or the Psalms, or some other piece of the Bible, is because by it we beat back the devil. (laughs) There's no talk of relationship there. There's none of this kind of lavender-scented piety at all. (laughs) It says, look, either you're going to be chewed up and pooped out by the devil, or you're going to read the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, that's how it's not really romantic at all. It's not wrong to talk that, that that God is here. It's just a question of how is he here? Is he here yeah. in my emotions? Do I feel his presence? Or do I know he's here because of his promise? And then over the face of this Moses, you put a plastic happy Jesus mask. Because this is what most people think of Jesus. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> smiley covering up of Moses. Normally on Table Talk Radio, we have uh, games for some sort of an excuse. Today, we have games without excuse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's funny. Uh, now, that's funny right there. Well, thank you. Those are, uh, we're playing this game, do you 23 seconds? I don't even know why we play this game. I don't know either. I we, thought it was, a, we were trying to invent a game that would allow us to make fun of the God Whisperers. As if you need a reason success. to do that. I mean, just They make gonna, fun of themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we'll help um, in this uh, edition of Table Talk Radio and then end up the show by playing Ten Commandments in the News. Could you, could you have some sort of a harangue against the Pope or something, don't you? Probably. Yeah, okay. By the time we get to the fourth segment, I'm sure I will. <laughs> it won't take long. Uh, so, uh, did you have a good Christmas? <laughs> oh, yeah. What a weird sort of time warp thing. I'm so It's still Advent as we're recording this. In <laughs> fact, it's Christmas Eve, Eve day. Uh, got it? Now, which means there's still time to go out and buy our bumper sticker, which we need to make. <laughs> Table Talk Radio, keeping the Advent and Christmas. <laughs> the more I think about that, the more I laugh. It's funny on, like, 20 different levels. I'm not going to explain yet, them all until yet, you enroll Not in the funny of at all, all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keeping the Christ in Christmas, that was the first cliche. And then there was the keeping the Mass in Christmas, which I kind of like. You know, yeah. you should go to church on Christmas. Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Then, now... Finally, it's come around full circle to the telos of the keeping the thing in Christmas joke, which is keeping the Advent in Christmas. Which, oh, that's great. And then the, Which was, I'm still doing today, by the way. Th- that was just a taste of the education you'll get when you enroll in the Wolf Mueller School of Hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is, is there a tuition break or anything like that? I you... haven't exactly <laughs> founded the school yet. There's a waiting list, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> That's an Advent thing, too. All right. Well, um, you have a a buzzword for me? I do. I got an email that has a buzzword in it. Hey, Radio Clowns, writes our OCBTTR, official Calvinist blogger, Ruben. Maybe you should pay Lumpy more, but you got to step up on the research somehow. Twice now, I've heard you attribute the term prevenient grace to Calvinists, which is 100% wrong, (laughs) as opposed to just wrong. Prevenient grace, I added that little bit there. <laughs> Always using adjectives where they're not needed. <laughs> See, that's how the prevenient grace threw me off the scent. I have to admit, uh, here, well, here, anyway. Prevenient grace is the opposite of irresistible grace. It's a dodge the Arminians came up with to try to explain how man's free will can overcome 
total depravity. If you two don't shape up, I may have to take the drastic step of resigning as the official Calvinist blogger of Table Talk Radio and handing the reins over to Roger Olson. Okay. I don't know who that well, is. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> we should look him up on Theopedia. Prevenient grace then, great. is my buzzword. Okay. Here, here's, a, here's the definition. Prevenient grace refers to the grace of God in a person's life that precedes conversion. The word prevenient is considered archaic. Common King James simply means to go before. Pre, before, vineo, go. Latin, probably. Likewise, it's sometimes called preventing grace uh, from prevenient, which is the same meaning. See, prevent means to go before. Now, in Old English. Now, this is, uh, so there, that's the definition. So this is the grace that comes before you are a uh, converted to give you the capability to be converted. Right. Huh? Right. right. So, I mean, he's he's you absolutely right. And, and in fact, I knew this, and I feel bad that I I participated in this. But see, the whole the point was that you have all these these <laughs> you're distancing yourself unne- from me unnecessary adjectives for grace. But the but the, the funny thing is, is that this was necessary because of the Calvinist irresistible grace. So it's like, well, <laughs> once the Calvinist inserts the unnecessary adjective, then you have to have another unnecessary adjective to separate yourself <laughs> from their unnecessary adjective. So, so I thought I'd see what would happen when I t- just type in the word grace, you know, no- nothing added, just grace into Theopedia to see if I get some sort of a, like syntax error, lack of adjectives. And, it, and I, so I did this. I type in grace and it says, did you mean irresistible prevenient grace, covenant of grace, irresistible grace, prevenient grace, grace, common grace, means of grace, sovereign grace ministries, grace alone, the sovereign grace advent testimony, and Paul's grace power. Uh, what is that last one? Oh, grace That's prayer, sorry. Uh, Paul's grace prayer. So, anyway. Never heard about that. Uh, I think I'm going to click on uh, uh, irresistible grace. <laughs> And uh, this is, yeah. it says, irresistible or efficacious grace is a doctrine in Christian theology particularly associated with Calvinism, ism, which teaches that the saving grace of God is effectually applied to those whom he has determined to save, the elect, whereby uh, in God's timing he overcomes their resistance to the call of the gospel and irresistibly brings them to saving faith in Christ. Now, uh, so... so the, the way that the, a, a Lutheran sees this is um, that uh, grace is um, resistible because the, God God comes to us in His grace through means. <laughs> so, so for example, um, you have God giving His gifts through holy baptism, and someone could say, "I don't want that baptism. Get it, get it right. out of here. I don't want it." So, uh, so grace is resistible. Um, how, but, but this is where the Lutheran has sort of the paradox that, that he's happy with and doesn't try to explain this. So that that God God does in His grace overcome uh, overcome our sinful rebellion. Uh, yet it remains true that uh, His grace is resistible, and we're just going to kind of let that stand. Yeah, I'd let it stand. All right, let it stand. Okay, now Stet. That's what I say. Do you have another email? Then we got more? we got four minutes left. Oh man, what are we gonna do? We I, I had my email. Here's a, here's one. Okay, I got some. Ooh, this fits on a bunch of different levels with the whole content of our show. This is from Luther, by the way. Remember Luther? Oh yeah, who lives in Florida? What no, can, no, what California. Yeah. Wait a minute, Wisconsin. Anyhow, <laughs> pick, pick your writes. country, would you? <laughs> I know, I know these international emails. Here's a Yahoo news story with a church sign you might enjoy. Christmas, easier to spell than Hanukkah. 
<laughs> Lighthouse Baptist Church in North Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> It'd be really funny if Hanukkah. Wouldn't it be funny if Hanukkah was misspelled in that sign too? Chanaka. There are like twenty different ways to spell Hanukkah. Well, you have a greater Which chance to great. spell it correctly. Then I like that. that I think that's true. Multiple options. That's right. Christmas. This is from the Lighthouse Baptist Church in North Palm Beach, Florida. What do you think about that church sign? I so yeah. So this is just an attempt to be witty. <laughs> In the in their yeah. Christmas sign, you know, because what uh, what the world is missing is um, is wittiness in church signs. So, yeah, churches have provided that that lack, you know, the the, the answer to that that need. So, thank you. Yeah, I got a longer email. You want to take take this one on? Sure, let's go. Uh, this is from Mike in Aurora. I know where you live, Mike. I was just listening to a recent show where Pastor Wolfhuler said that our flesh loves the law. I've heard him say this before, and it never made much sense to me. Perhaps you can help me understand where my thinking varies from your own. From what I know from Scripture, the law embodies what it means to abstain from sin. Flesh embodies partaking in sin. Law embodies righteousness. Flesh embodies unrighteousness. Law reveals God's character. Flesh loathes God's character. Law stands in opposition to evil. The flesh embraces evil. The law embodies God's judgment. The flesh hides in from and rejects God's judgment. As far as I can tell, the flesh opposes everything the law represents. The law is a threat to the devil in our flesh. They both stand guilty and naked before the law. Nached. The devil in our flesh only desire to do things contrary to the law. They desi- their desire is only for sin. The flesh cannot avoid the curse of the law. The only way to save man is to bury the flesh with Christ and his death. That being said, the flesh will have no such thing. It will attempt to defeat the law on its own, doing so in one of two ways. The first is to soften the law to such an extent it can be conformed with. Or the second is to deny the law's authority or even the law's existence. When Pastor Wolfmuller says the flesh loves the law, if I understand how he explains it, he's really speaking of tactic one, softening the law and thinking one is conformed to it. The problem with his analysis is there is no love for the law here, merely the construction and embracing of a counterfeit. Well, my advice to Mike would be to go talk to his pastor. (laughs) He gets into trouble that way. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's right, though. Uh, Do you agree? I mean, is is that... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that that's what you probably meant when you said the flesh loves the law. That is, to uh, to try and uh, reform the law so that it could be something that I can keep and something that I can do. But that's not actually the true uh, use of the law. Well, I would say that to back up one thing, and that is when you're contra- when you're talking about both law and gospel, the flesh does know, knows nothing of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gospel is completely outside of the realm of understanding or comprehension for the flesh. So the flesh only knows the law. That's all it can. That's all it can know. And so it, the flesh faces the law, and now it says, "What am I going to do with this?" And so Mike is right. It'll pervert the law in any number of ways. So he had two tactics to to, to uh, soften the law, to deny the law. But there's a handful of tactics that the flesh will use to come out uh, to come up with its own justification, um, using uh, really misusing the law. So you're right. The flesh does not love the law in the sense that it loves to be killed by the law. But the flesh loves to take the law, misuse the law to its own advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So Mike is right. Yeah, okay. And I stand corrected. All right. Now still go talk to your pastor, though. (laughs) By by Reuben and by Michael. Okay, we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio.
You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Serious theology. Seriously bad hosts. Thankful for God's service through the pastors in your life? Then consider attending Christ for Us in the Office of the Holy Ministry, a conference of the Association of Confessing Evangelical Lutheran Congregations, this coming February 25th through 27th in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for Us in the Office of the Ministry. Register online at acelc.net. Oh, man. <laughs> this gets me ready. <laughs> are you uh, are you throwing your Rocky punches right now? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. All right. Well, in this segment of the program, we are playing 23 seconds. like I think about seconds. exercising all the time. <laughs> Just think, think about, about it. actually standing up. It makes me tired. Hey, we though. should start talking about New Year's resolutions and the ones you're oh, going to yeah. be keeping this year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey. What do you got on tap for New Year's? I don't know. Your mother, by the way, was trying to convince me to to go to this um, uh, run this 5K. Yeah? Yeah, and in Medford in the spring, they have this pair run. It's a 5K, and I guess your mother's going to be running in it. She's like, Pastor, nice. Pastor I think you got to be running in that, too. And I, I offered, you know, because I'm more of a, of, of a servant, and I thought I could drive along next to her with a golf cart and a bottle <laughs> of water. That's, that's kind of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the greatest things I've ever seen is a picture of my brother after finishing a triathlon with like a, I don't know, some sort of second place, third place ribbon for his age class, Ooh. smoking a cigarette. <laughs> 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 and all the people walking by glaring at him. Yeah. Oh. They're they're all like vegans and you know just barely like finished this thing and he's all smoking a cigarette. Oh that's man. pretty good. Um I always thought New Year's resolutions um were just further evidence that we're sinners because <laughs> we never keep them. I mean that's yeah. that's the reputation that New Year's resolutions have, right? Like yeah. it's, a, it's a joke, you know. What are you going to do for January? I think if New Year's was closer to each other, you know, if it, if New Year's Day happened like every twenty days, it'd be easier. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> right. just from one resolution to another, you got enough momentum. But a year is long. You know? <laughs> that's a long so, time. That's a that's a lot of days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wait. That, by the, the way, t- <laughs> for those of you new to Table Talk Radio, which is everybody listening, because nobody is old to Table Talk. Uh huh. That is is our imitation of Jerry Seinfeld's imitation of a horse. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good. Yeah, you want to know why this, that's so funny? This is where he's t- uh, talking about why they still calculate like a car's power in horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, mil- uh, the 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 rocket, the <laughs> rocket is t- twenty million horsepower. It's like someday we're going to run out of rockets and need to go back to horses, so we're keeping the numbers. Like, hey guys, you're going to need to get together twenty million friends. That's a lot of horses. <laughs> That's a lot of days. All right. Uh, in the my game... New Year's resolution, by the way, is I'm gonna I'm gonna take another attack. Uh, I, I'm I'm in the middle of this now, but I'm working on some sort of disciplined form of prayer. So I'm I, it's kind of working on various different experiments. But I got I got a. I got a, I got a, I got a thing that's going pretty good here, and so my New Year's resolution is really try to buckle down on this guy. Uh, to to make prayer so so here's the biggest thing about this 
I've tried to separate out the actual praying and the thinking about praying into two different things. So I'm trying to think about what I'm going to be, in fact, praying for before I pray. So then I just don't, you know, kneel down and fold my hands and then say, hmm. So or you, anyway. or you, could, you could pray the, Lord, the prayer our Lord taught us. That's a good idea. Well, yeah, so this is part of it, is that Luther in the Catechism gives us these things to do, you know? He says, when you wake up in the morning, make the sign of the cross. Bless. No, he says it like this in the original German, which is better. He doesn't say make the sign of the cross. He says, bless yourself with the holy cross. Hmm. How about that for Inter- better? Interesting. And then he says, say the, say the creed, and then say the Lord's Prayer, and then if you want to, say this other prayer, which is uh, commending ourselves to God. So that's, that, that's how the daily prayer starts. And then uh, there's the other things to pray for, which I've also gotten from the small catechism. But it's like this. When Luther tells us what we should confess our sins, you know, think of your station in life and all this sort of stuff. Well, that's also how I think to think about our prayers. So I'm a husband. I'm a father. So I pray for Carrie and the kids. I'm a pastor. So I pray for the church and for the delinquents and for the vicar and for all the things going on at the church. I'm a citizen. So I pray for our nation and especially if there's any disasters. And then, then this is the money here, this, this question, based on St. Paul's text, be anxious for nothing. I ask myself, what am I worried about? Hmm. And then that also becomes the content for daily prayers. Nice. And then the layer on top of that is I have a bunch of other things that basically I, I've promised to pray for, like, for example, my godchildren, uh, the other pastors in the circuit, um, all the government officials from the president down to our local city council person. And I have lists of these things, and I, I rotate through those different lists uh, once a week based on the petitions of the Lord's Prayer. That's how that goes. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that's my New Year's uh, resolution to, to try to keep buckling down on this thing so that... Uh, I mean, you know, one of the troubles with prayer, there's a lot of troubles with prayer. And all, just about every theologian talks about the difficulty of prayer. But one of the difficult things is if I don't show up to preach uh, on a Sunday morning, then the congregation knows about it. Or if, if I just don't come home at night, Carrie would notice that I'm not there. Mm. But if I don't pray, nobody, nobody except for the Lord himself, no, in fact, knows about that. So, right. um, although I don't, I'm not sure anybody would notice if you didn't show up to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, is, how is that going with the soundboard? No, Just to replace me with the soundboard. Yeah. No, actually, though, it's it's true. I mean, so my 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 purpose, my my um, whole entire being, my vocation of being a Table Talk Radio co-host is really just to keep you going, so to keep you from just kind of. Uh, horsing around the whole time, lest we become like the God Whispers. Which oh yeah, is, that's what which, we're doing. Yeah, which is what we're doing. So, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. In this game, twenty-three seconds. Uh, Pastor Wolfman is going to give me some uh, time figures here. Oh, um, I am, huh? And uh, and you're going to tell me we're going to listen to twenty-three seconds on this one on this uh, time mark here. That's so. right. So we're comparing. We're going to do what? We're going to do the God Whispers in our show first, and then we're going to do Redeemer Theological Academy with our friend Pastor Hechemeyer. And Joel Osteen, is that true? That's right, yeah. All right. All right, so, so what's, what's the first time mark you want me to, to tune into here? How about 1.10? One minute and 10 seconds. Okay. That sounds like a good one. So this is uh, show 245 from the God Whispers at 1 minute 10 seconds, and listen, let's listen to 23 seconds of it. Yeah, well, are, are you ha- have you received the implant yet? Yeah. They're going to tip me next week. That's right. It, you know, this is like those alien abduction movies where you uh, where you get the implant and suddenly you think like they do. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. We're, I'm hoping we'll pollute the Senate a little bit with this show. Well, uh, yeah, we've been polluting the Internet. We've been polluting the Internet with this show for three and a half years. <laughs> OK, so I think what they're talking about is, is their um, their their uh, recent um, appearance is their new affiliate on KFUO. And, yeah, uh, that's and, right. And Pastor Swirla was inquiring whether Pastor D'Onofrio has gotten an implant for being at KFUO now. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor D'Onofrio is there running the show. Yeah. What an act of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. To, it's like uh, you know they have this this the KFUO. I've seen the studio there, and you walk right into the Purple Palace in St. Louis. This is Missouri Senate insider stuff, by the way. You go to the headquarters of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and you walk in, and there's this glass radio studio right there. It's like, please do not feed the radio hosts. <laughs> like a zoo. Yeah, they're like, hey, look at the, the Homo sapiens in their natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, they're in cubicles. We've taken this one out of a cubicle and putting it in a glass box with padding all around. You, you see, like, uh, President Harrison going in to feed him. Oh, he's trained. He, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> okay. That padding is the thing that fits. <laughs> all right, hopefully we got content in our minute and ten. Ooh, right? let's hope. This is also show 245, only on Table Talk Radio. Oh, wow. At one minute, ten seconds, uh, 23 seconds, here we go. Uh, yeah, they, they, they feel like wine. Bull rider. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? Uh, hey, that's, we're still bumping remember. in. I can't remember and them I'm all. I told you our bump is too long. <laughs> you know, if you would ever say anything profound, I could update the sound bites at the opening of the show, but uh, we'll just I'll have to wait it. for that, that moment to happen. I'll just. <laughs> Ooh, man, I got something profound to say today. Oh, I wonder what it was. <laughs> That's so, it, huh? So no, we're, no, we're, no better than the God of Whispers on that one. I have a complaint to lodge with you, and this show, this that that thing right there demonstrates how ridiculously long our opening bump is. It should be no more than five seconds. That is my continued <sighs> contention. I, I think we've been it through this. It should be this. like this. You're listening to the Table Talk Radio, Blah! and then it starts. <laughs> you know, I think we've been through this, and the listener has spoken. Uh, remember we had the vote, and the vote went my way? I think that was skew. That was totally skew. <laughs> that was skewed by your refusal to listen to Facebook votes. I, <laughs> no. I really protest that. All right, let's see. What's our next time stamp that we're going to get after? I'm like going to guess a time two minutes and 45 seconds into the show. Okay. Let Compare me, the um, God Whispers with us. To that. All right, here's uh, 245 in the God Whispers. Well, um, I am the high and mighty assistant director of broadcast services for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Bow before me, kiss my ring. But our <laughs> our intention here with this show, just to explain, because this is this is a little different venue here. That that uh, we we've kind of patterned ourselves after after um, car talk, really. I mean, in in, in the genesis of this show, we 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 look. Okay, now I, it's been a while since I've listened to Car Talk, but it seems like I remember them taking calls and aunt, talking about stuff. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> they sort of take calls. That, that show is funny, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the only. That's where the comparison between the God Whispers and Car Talk breaks down. I understand that um, they're, they're neural, <laughs> th that Car Talk is no longer on the air. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I should I, I should clarify. They're on the air, but they're no longer really recording anymore. They just go back and and take calls from previous shows and compile them together and make new shows. Really? Yeah. We should do wow. that. <laughs> that. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> okay. So when we get back from this commercial break, we're gonna see if uh, at uh, what do you say two minutes forty five seconds, 
Uh, we were talking about anything useful on Table Talk Radio and Show 245. If oh you boy, have any so. comments or questions for us that we can respond to on the air, give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. Or you can always send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. When we get back from this break, we'll be playing more 23 seconds and then play the same game with Joel Osteen and Brian Ketchelmeyer. We'll be right back. Not really one of the best decisions you've made today. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Thankful for God's service through the pastors in your life? Then consider attending Christ for Us in the Office of the Holy Ministry, a conference of the Association of Confessing Evangelical Lutheran Congregations, this coming February 25th through 27th in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for Us in the Office of the Ministry. Register online at acelc.net. Oi, we're well, welcome what back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, TNT by ACDC. Mm. Repetitive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's highly mystic. <laughs> it should be a free song in, in any day here. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we just got done listening to uh, minute uh, two minutes and forty five seconds of the God Whispers, and now we're going to go to the same time marker and show two forty five. Hey, look at that. Praying for content. Yeah, and um, uh, here we are. Uh, let's see what, see what we have. It says that this, in the Council of Trent that the sacraments work ex opere operata. From They confer grace by just the working of the Spirit itself. Now, the Lutherans had already rejected it in 1530 in the Augsburg Confession in article whatever it is about the sacraments, and they say the sacraments don't work ex opere operata, and the Catholic Church doubles down on this error uh, and say it is true. Now, this... Uh, Hey, we're talking about something. That's good. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> God be praised. Yeah, okay. Now, I have we ever talked about how we've come full circle then in American evangelicalism with this? So that uh, here, what you had in Rome was the the idea that the, the reason the um, sacraments uh, confer grace to you is because of your uh, action you're working in them. So uh, a bit as like when I give my dog a, a treat, I say sit and shake, and if she does those things and I give her the treat, well, so in Roman Catholic, that's kind of a con- contrast analogy, but uh, but but so so I'm letting it, you go with it through through the workings of the, of going to mass, you know. So you have like the days that are are holy days of obligation, right? <laughs> so you, you go to Mass, you, you're going through the motions, and by by the outward working, then you are given the grace. Well, now, you, in, in American evangelicalism, you, you don't have the, the conferring of grace through the sacraments, but the emphasis all, is all back on the person's doing then. So baptism is not a sacrament, but it's an ordinance. It's your outward expression of your inward faith. Yeah. Uh, or that or that it, uh, taking communion is your... Uh, 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 m- how how you are remembering this memorial meal what 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 Jesus has done 
uh, rather than uh, exactly what God has said it is, this is given for you for the forgiveness of your sins, um, uh, or or that uh, baptism now saves you. These are all finding their center in what God is doing to us for us. So uh, interesting how we've come uh, full circle with that. It is interesting. In fact, this coming full circle is probably just not leaving. I was reading... (laughs) Did I tell you about my... Someday I want to be standing in front of, you know, 10,000 people, and they're expecting me to do comedy, probably. And, uh, and you just instead, kind of assume that at all times. You, you, you meet someone in the post office, you're probably expecting a joke from me right now, aren't you? <laughs> now, they, and then, but instead, I'm going to have this dramatic, uh, this dramatic illustration. Ready? Uh-huh. So I'm going to have three things on stage, and one is going to be a man, a Lutheran pastor, in a collar. And the other is going to be a mannequin in a collar. And the other, the third, is going to be a mannequin in a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) And I'm going to walk over and say, you see the Catholic priest, and you see the evangelical pastor, and you think that they're different. But really, and then I dramatically tear off their shirts. (laughs) (laughs) They're the same underneath. (laughs) Oh. The drama. <laughs> That'll go. <laughs> yes, because I was reading. You remember that guy Luther? He was in his Galatians. Commentary you mean from California? This. No, the other one from oh. Wittenberg. Oh, okay. From the Germany uh, Luther, and he was talking about how uh, he he would always talk about how the Catholic Church is about to fall apart, and then but then it, he's he the he, the uh, enthusiasts come along. The enthusiasts being our pre-evangelical evangelicals, and he says they're ruining the whole thing, <laughs> and the Catholic Church now will stand because the error of Calvin and the error of the other enthusiasts is in fact supporting the Roman Catholic Church by returning to the same exact doctrine of man's choice, man's doing. Ah, so nice. what you said. All right. Okay, so, let's take a look at 3502 in the two different shows. So far, uh, content-wise, God Whispers 0, Table Talk Radio 1. All right, uh, here, uh, here's the God Whispers. <laughs> Isn't this more appropriate to Festivus? I, I, I you know, the, 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 there should be an airing of grievances, at least. I... I <laughs> So, uh, Rudy and Michael Keith. <laughs> I think what happened there is at some point the feed from D'Onofrio cut out, so all we got was uh, a swirl of laughing. Um, That's pretty good. So, but uh, I, I think we better see it before we before we. Uh, <laughs> too mockery. Yeah, let's let's listen to what we had at the same time marker. All grumpy about it, like oh, I don't want to be in church, and this place stinks, and lights are damp in here, and that pastor's boring, and you ruined the, the whole thing. Is that what's going on? I suppose. Um, I suppose to. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take this break, and then we're going to hear about your profound in- insight on coexist. Profound. We'll right back. Yes, profound. You now, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What did you say? So uh, you were talking, I think, earlier in, in the segment about having a profound uh, insight. And so leading up to the break, I said, let's come back and hear your profane insight. <laughs> Oops. 
<laughs> so oh, I, I think that we were how playing... How did we hit two... Bu- All we ever do is bump in out of the shows. I do think <laughs> that the best parts of the shows are the bumps. That's why we have so many of them. Wow. Give people a reason to listen. Well, I'll suffer through this talk for a bit uh, until we get to some uh, uh, more bumper music. So, I think we were talking about something. I don't remember what it was or if it was good or not. Now, in the next in the next uh, one, do, do you want to do uh, Pastor Brian Ketchmeyer first or Joel Osteen first? In Osteen first, I think. Osteen first. Okay. And then Ketchmeyer second, so we can contrast in that direction. So let's look first at two minutes and two seconds from those two guys. Okay, well, first from Joel Osteen then. Disney was smart enough to remove that label. He went on to do pretty good. Lucille Ball was told that she didn't have any acting skills. She should try a different profession. She removed that label, starting I Love Lucy for many years. Winston Churchill failed the sixth grade. It's told he wasn't smart enough. He went on to... Oh, there we go. Now, I think this is going to be... I mean, this is interesting. So That's content right at, there. At, yeah, it is. And, and at two minutes and two seconds, you're, you're at the beginning part of the sermon. So you're hearing what uh, Joel is setting up as man's fundamental fundamental problem. And in those 23 seconds, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller, what did you hear is man's fundamental problem, according to Joel Osteen? Well, it's, it sounded like the thing that he's uh, talking about is that we, we are given labels, and, um, and we can either choose to live by them, or we can choose to remove the label and, uh, and, and take it off. Now, so this, this reminds me of a very important event that happened in my life yesterday, and that is I got a sweater... For my parents for Christmas, we opened presents, and was I, it a went, Christmas sweater? I went out to do. It was uh, a Christmas so, sweater. Awesome! So that like have like a, a Christmas tree stitched to the front or something like that. Well, no, something like that. It, Carrie was so. <laughs> Did it light up? Carrie was embarrassed to go out with me because apparently all my clothes are from before we got married, <laughs> which I think is great. I said, "Honey, it's like four more years, and I'm going to be way on the cutting edge." <laughs> so she told my parents, uh, "Brian needs new clothes." Great. So, so anyway, I was wearing the sweater, and I and I didn't take the tag off apparently. So I lifted up my arm, and there we were with my parents and my in-laws, and everyone sees the tag on my sweater. They, ah, oh, see, I did, you see the problem here? I didn't, like Joel said, I didn't remove the label. <laughs> I wonder what the answer would be. But let's go to uh, the same time marker again, two minutes and two seconds, only this time with Pastor Brian Ketchemeyer's uh, radio show called Redeemer Theological Academy. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will... Whoa! We'll be saved, I think, is how that ends. Uh, whoa, I mean, listen to 23 seconds of Brian Ketchemeyer is like trying to uh, walk up to a heavy-lifting... Um, deadlift thing just you know pull you're trying to pull up this uh, million pound deadlift bar yeah listening to joel is getting like a thing of cotton candy listening to table talk radio this this uh Ketchermeyer is a he's like this guy's a rock star now he, he went is. from being my arch nemesis on on <laughs> bible b to now his radio shows on like 14 different stations and, and, and now he shows he's, up he's, on issues yeah, etc right. every thursday talking about the old testament <laughs> 
How'd that happen? I, I, you know, I knew I, him when he was just Brad. I, that's, I was gonna say, you know, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, Redeemer Theological Academy was a mission start of Table Talk Radio. That's so right. I, that's right. I like to think, you know, that that we had something to do with all this. Probably we're the kingmakers. Yeah, I think that makes sense. <laughs> we're like Oprah. <laughs> Once you're a guest on our show, who knows where you'll go? Oh yeah, <laughs> dreams come true here every day. Yeah. Okay, well, we need to. We're coming up on our next break, and then we'll what? get into the last segment How does of the this program. So fast, I know. But thank the Lord. Uh, <laughs> so when we get back from this break and we finish this game, twenty-three seconds, we'll play Ten Commandments in the news. If you have uh, uh, your gift certificates from Christmas, you can cash them in at tabletalkradio.org and click on the merchandise shop. I think we, we saw get, you could go get the keep the advent and Christmas T-shirt. Yeah, we, I is that up there yet? We, we we saw sales double this Christmas, uh, so that's that's fantastic. You know, I think we sold two two mugs this year uh, rather than just one. Uh, so that's over at tabletalkradio.org on the merchandise store tab. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Because when your word your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry. Be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Have you ever felt like you were all alone in the world? You were probably listening to Table Talk Radio. Thankful for God's service through the pastors in your life? Then consider attending Christ for Us in the Office of the Holy Ministry, a conference of the Association of Confessing Evangelical Lutheran Congregations this coming February 25th through 27th in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for us in the Office of the Ministry. Register online at acelc.net. Ten Commandments Because God loves us Ten Commandments And here they are One. Don't fool yourself There's only one God Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are playing the game 23 seconds, and on the uh, consideration block for this game is Pastor Joel Osteen in Houston, Texas, and Pastor Brian Ketchemeyer in Los Alamos, New Mexico. So, uh, Pastor, where are we going next at this? Let's, uh, let's take a listen to uh, 23 seconds at 4 minutes and 37 seconds. Okay, let me uh, scroll to it here. And here it is. Too slow, too old, too many mistakes. God labels you strong, talented, valuable, more than a conqueror. Make sure that you're wearing the right labels. Many people don't know any better. They wear the negative labels like they're the truth. And they become so ingrained in their thinking, they end up becoming what people... Hmm. What do you think of that? Interesting. Yeah, so so that you get all these other labels from all these other people. Okay, uh, so oh, sorry, go but on. we are supposed to wear the God labels. So so far, we've we've heard from Joel that man's fundamental problem is that um, he's told things that are negative, huh? and the answer then is to be told positive things. Now, my question is, um, do you need Jesus for that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Probably not. I mean, the, 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 in fact, I, I wonder if it's Jesus who labels us 
uh, no longer under God's wrath. <laughs> well, okay, now that's true, but you would need man's fundamental problem then to be a sinner before a holy yeah, and righteous God. So, I mean, th- this is how you get Christless Christianity, is that you re- remove sin, and if you remove sin, you, you don't need a Savior. Yep. And so you can, you can have kind of these half-hearted truths that as a result of sin, certainly you have, uh, you know, uh, things about you so that, you know, I'm no good or whatever. And that's true because you're a sinner. <laughs> but if you avoid talking about that sin, then you're going to avoid talking about that Savior. True enough. So well, let's see what happens at the same spot in um, Pastor Ketchemeyer's show. Away. And so when Paul quotes this passage about Jesus and says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, this is a confession that Jesus is Yahweh. So when we have these two passages tied together, spliced together, and packaged up so nicely, we confess both the true humanity of Jesus. <laughs> okay. What do you think the other part is? Uh, and the true divinity. Yeah. And this, as I think, is what he's saying. is all wrapped up when we say, he who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. When Paul uh, takes that Old Testament verse, which is about the Lord, and makes it about Jesus, he's saying the Lord and Jesus are the same. Ah. <laughs> Brian is Brian's a handy guy to have around, I'll tell you that. We should have him uh, on the show sometime. I know it, except for, oh. I know. Now, we could play uh, Book of Concord B. We haven't done that in a while. That's a good idea. I'll tear him a book. I'll tear him a bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, um, there's something else about this, except for that he's just right. That's, also, that's helpful to know. Paul or Brian? Both, oh, okay. in fact. All right. <laughs> Um and uh well, I don't know what else to say. All right, well, let's go to the next the last the final one. So what what's let's, the last mark then? 12 minutes and 17 seconds. See see how that goes. Okay. Uh here's Joel Osteen. Labels. You have been made in the image of Almighty God. God did not make any mistakes. You are the perfect size. You have the right personality, the right gifts, the right looks, the right skin color says in Psalms, you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not an accident. God. Hmm. Man, people are getting worked up all there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I, I guess another note, I mean, kind of belaboring the point, but again, so far we've taken sin out of the picture, so we've taken Christ out of the picture. So where are you going to kind of fit God? Where, where are you going to kind of Christianize this? Because from cuts one and two from Joel Osteen, uh, this could have been Dr. Phil. You know, I mean, there's, there's not, or, you know, whoever. But now we've got to kind of Christianize it. So where does God fit in? And if you take Christ out of the picture, where God comes in is really just um, his, his providence or his creation. And, um, and I don't think that's yet good news because, it, it, I mean, it's wonderful that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that, that, that God made me perfect. The problem is that um, uh, man took this perfection that was uh, uh, crafted by God and messed it all up with his own, his own human sin. So the very fact that that God created us perfect doesn't yet isn't yet good news in light of the whole story of the Bible of of Garden of Eden and and sin and and now I need to hear what God has done to redeem me from that sin. Uh, That's right. To, to restore me to that perfection. Yep. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, no, I think you're right. Now, so we got to go to Ketchemeyer twelve seventeen. All right, here it is. The reality of the Trinity, but let's be clear. 
These are only imperfect illustrations. These are not the Trinity. So having the idea of three different things or three different categories that makes up one type of a thing is not a proof of the Trinity. Our so- oh, okay. Well, that's fast. That was a fast 23 seconds. <laughs> Anything to latch on to there? Um, <clears throat> well, no, I mean, so it must have been he was talking about pictures of the Trinity, but pointing out that these are just pictures that they, that any illustration we use to describe the Holy Trinity falls short uh, because this is one of the great mysteries of our, of our, of, of our faith. Um, and this, I mean, really the contrast here is so stark because, I mean, Ketchemeyer is just digging into the to the profound stuff of the scriptures, Old and New Testament, God's own word. Uh, Joel Osteen is just fluff, and but and, and in a dangerous kind of way. I mean, fluff that says that we're great enough to manipulate God with our faith. Sheesh. But the, I mean, the, maybe the point here is that um, people say, "Well, look, you you sometimes have to give people simplified versions of um, of doctrine and things because not everyone is understands these profound things." Well, th- you someone should tell that to God because what He's given to us is the Bible. Uh, and probably he wants us to study that, that thing called the Bible. Yeah, maybe. All right, that that concludes the game, 23 seconds. And now let's go to Ten Commandments in the news. Pastor, we have about uh, three and a half minutes to play this game. Here's one. Pope warns against mediocrity, gossip in Vatican. Vatican City. Pope Francis warned Vatican administrators Saturday that work can take a downward spiral into mediocrity, gossip, and bureaucratic squabbling if they forget that theirs is a professional vocation of service to the Church. Francis made the comments in his Christmas address to the Vatican Curia, the bureaucracy that forms the central government of the 1.2 billion strong Catholic Church. The speech was eagerly anticipated given that Francis was elected in March on a mandate to overhaul the antiquated and oft-times dysfunctional Vatican administration. Already heads have started to roll. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, All right, you got that? Yeah, so I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. According to uh, Pope Francis there, at least at least as we have it in the uh, news item there, what is man's fundamental problem, according to Pope Francis? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Probably that they work in a bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> or falling into mediocrity, or forgetting that uh, one's service is a service of the church. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> You guys who think that you are serving your neighbor when you do your vocations, I think you know this. I've been thinking about this quite a bit, and that is that you know Luther spends a ton of time on the Ten Commandments in the Large Catechism, and this used to kind of annoy me because I thought he should spend more time on the Creed, you know, get mm-hmm. after the doctrine stuff. But I'm realizing more and more that what Luther was trying to do was trying to restore order to the world, which which had been put in disorder by Catholic theology. So, so that hmm. every form of enthusiasm, you know, capital E, theological enthusiasm, every form of it is going to be a, destruct- a destructive to God's order in the world. So the Catholic Church is kind of halfway there. I mean, it believes in natural law, but it also despises marriage by putting the state of celibacy above the state of marriage uh, and all this sort of stuff. Would this yeah. be why—oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Would this be why um, when you have— um, enthusiasm, uh, mostly today, where you hear, you know, God talking to you in your ear and things like that. Um, the 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 typical church that you go to, um, where you where that's found is where there's um, 
no understanding of the holy office, uh, no order of service. It was just kind of a free flowing, no form. I mean, I one time I walked into a Panera Bread and wearing my collar, and this uh, retired Pentecostal pastor says, um, uh, he asked me why I was I was wearing that, and he said he didn't like it because he's against formality. Yeah, that's right. Against it, order, against creation, against the first article. This is the problem, you know. Hmm. The, 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 and anywhere that enthusiasm shows up, Gnosticism, Baalism, call it what you will, socialism, it's all the same phenomenon. And anywhere it shows up, it's going to be destructive to God's order. Now, just think about that, 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 that nowadays we almost, we Lutherans consider the, the Catholic Church our allies in fighting for order. <laughs> Yeah, we we stand with them against abortion and against uh, I mean, and for what marriage is and all this sort of stuff. So that so that the closest allies we can find with anyone with an understanding that God has actually ordered the world is at the beginning the person uh, the people that we were fighting against because they were destroying God's order. That's how far we've come. Is that nobody thinks about natural law anymore. Nobody thinks about the world as an ordered universe. In fact, the ideology of evolution insists on this world being a place of violence and disorder. I mean, for everything to work. And so when we come along and we teach the Ten Commandments and say, hey, look, God here has ordered this creation, and we fit into that order or we fight against that order, and that's even our definition of sin in some ways. Uh, this is really a lonely road. Okay, real quick. First, second, and third commandments with the Pope. Fourth commandment with order. Uh, that's all I got in the four seconds. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the calories in a donut hole. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> listening to joke. this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.